This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This podcast is brought to you by Midland Radio USA, your leader in overlanding and off-road communications. Also, join the brigade at truckbrigade.com, the best of the best for off-road and overlanding gear. Rigid Industries Off-Road Lighting, own the night with Rigid. Radar Tires, an active supporter of the Breast Cancer Research Foundation and manufactured carbon neutral since 2013. Smittybill Off-Road, providing high-quality products built for living the off-road lifestyle. Welcome to the Anderson Overland Podcast. Hey, welcome back to the Anderson Overland Podcast. My name is Joey Anderson, your guide host for this lovely evening, actually morning now. It's Sunday morning at 1230 a.m. And uh, I'm going to be honest with you guys, I'm a little tired. It's been a crazy long day, actually a long week. Um, and the week ahead of me is just going to be absolutely insane. Once again, I can't get away from this crap. I, I wish I had a week that just had nothing going on. I don't know how uh, I can do that, but um, I, I hope for it because <laughs> it's not happening lately. Gosh, I was at work last week for like four days straight and it sucked. Um, the last day was a meeting, but it went a lot longer than, than expected. And, um, I got home at like seven o'clock at night, uh, went through a whole meeting all day long after three days at work, uh, three solid days at work with no break basically. And, um, into a meeting and, and then a four hour drive home afterwards. And it was horrible. And, uh, you know, it just is what it is. So not complaining, but man, it just makes for a long, long, long week. And, uh, your days off are very short. They seem, they seem very short. Everybody's like, man, you guys get, you know, three or four days off every cycle. How can that be short, man? I'll tell you what, that first day I got home, like I said, it's seven o'clock in the evening and I was just done exhausted from working a 72 before that. And uh, we've been pretty busy actually at work. I don't know what it is, but 
but the call volume is picking up a little bit and it just makes for long shifts and we've been doing a lot of training and uh, guess what? I go straight into work on Monday morning and yet another live fire drill uh, an hour after shift change. So uh, lovely, lovely the way that these guys book this stuff. It uh, drives me absolutely freaking bonkers sometimes that... um, Oh, whatever. I'm not going to go there. But uh, yeah, so long weeks ahead and it just is what it is. Put your chin up and uh, just truck through. So here we are and it's 1230 in the morning, which is uh, usually the only time I have to really (laughs) have some quiet around here. I've got a 13-year-old daughter and a two-year-old son and it's just chaos. So uh, we're going to talk about the last five of the top 10 favorite places to explore and visit uh, on this podcast. And um, the first ones uh, were, you know, mainly in California. Um, There's a couple on this list that are as well. Um, But, you know, I got to say, as much as I hate the California bureaucracy and BS freaking politics and all the junk going on in that that state, I got to say that it is absolutely probably the most beautiful state that I've been to. Um, there are other states in the uh, United States that I'm sure are absolutely gorgeous, but you know, I think I'm just referring to the overall beauty and uh, availability of of different scenery and the weather. I mean, the weather's a big one. Um, you know, you, you can go to California and um, and find sun, and it's wonderful. Of course, the last the last several months we've had a insane winter on the, the, in the West coast. Um, even like Utah and Washington and all these, these States around California have had just unprecedented seasons. Um, I think big bear Lake where I'm from, uh, we're about, I think average on about 50 to 55 inches a season, something like that. And this last season, I think they're upwards of 140 inches of snow and mammoth and everything north of there is just absolutely insane. I saw, I don't know if you guys watch uh, Heavy D, uh, Diesel Dave, and all those guys um, on YouTube, if you're familiar with them. There's some uh, Instagram like reels or clips that he put up tonight, and it's of him going to his cabin up in, uh, oh gosh, what's it called? Farm Farmville or Farm Farmland? I can't remember the, the city in Utah where he has a cabin and that cabin is three stories high and they, they snowmobile into this place and they enter the house from the third story and then go down the stairs from the loft and his, his, uh, entry door is all bulging and some of his windows are broken just from the load of snow. That's just pushing on that structure. It's absolutely insane. So if you guys, if you guys follow diesel Dave and, and heavy D and those guys, uh, check out his Instagram because he posted some insane, uh, clips today. Um, I don't know, maybe they'll be there by, by the time you listen to this podcast still probably not, but man, it's crazy. The winters have been nuts. I, it kind of worries me a little bit, or I guess, you know, um, yeah, honestly, concerns me about camping this year. There's going to be a lot of places that we like going to that maybe we're not going to be able to camp in because there's still going to be snow there uh, through the end of summer. And, you know, a lot of the trails get get washed out and saturated with water and things, and they are impassable. And just it just becomes an absolute nightmare. So hopefully we'll have some, you know, available camping this year and some of our favorite spots. 
one of those, the first one on this, this, uh, last of the top 10, uh, is Flagstaff, Flagstaff, Arizona. If you have never been to Flagstaff, I highly recommend that you add that to your bucket list because there's some really cool things that go on there. Number one, the Overland Expo is there every May, every spring. Um, there's multiple Overland Expos across the United States, but my favorite one, and you know, I'm partial because it's in the state that I live in, uh, the Overland Expo in Flagstaff is absolutely cool. It's just such a cool, cool place to to meet new people and to see new things and to explore and to check out new new products and new you know ideas and see different types of rigs and everything at the expo. And the four by fouring around Flagstaff is just amazing. There's so many really cool like like trails and roads and stuff everywhere. There's the cinders on the east end of town. There's the ski resort on the north end of town. And there's trails all over that. And then the south end of town, there's um, the edge of the world, they call it. It's It overlooks Oak Creek Canyon and Sedona. That is absolutely amazing if you guys have never been there. And then you have, you know, in like the southeast part of, of the area, you have Walnut Canyon, which is um, the cliff dwellings from the Indians. And just an amazing, amazing spot to, to explore. There's so much... I guess there's there's not as much as there used to be, but there there is quite a bit of great dispersed camping. There used to be quite a bit around the expo, and uh, since we've been going to the expos the last several years, they have closed a lot of those areas and developed them, unfortunately. There was just some beautiful, beautiful meadows and just really cool places to camp outside the expo fairgrounds there, and um, they've, they've ruined it all, unfortunately. But there is some really good dispersed camping northwest of town out towards uh, the Grand Canyon area that, you know, if you're heading out of town that way. And also in the southeast part of uh, the area there, southeast of Flagstaff. Really cool areas. Lots of great, great places to explore. And, And even if you, you know, you've got ATVs or UTVs, there's some really, really neat areas to uh, enjoy that stuff too. So definitely check out Flagstaff. Highly recommend when you get into town that you go up to Snowbowl. If it's in the wintertime, uh, you know, it's great snowboarding and skiing, but in the summertime, amazing hiking. There's, there's Aspen groves and all sorts of really, really beautiful, beautiful views from up there and, uh, just a really cool experience. So check out that and definitely check out the Overland Expo. If you guys have not gone to that, that is a really cool experience. And every year it keeps getting bigger and bigger and just keeps getting better and better in my opinion. I keep meeting so many great people and you know, the, the, the bulk of the interviews that we have on the podcast here are, are from that expo. That's where I, I set up a lot of the interviews with a lot of the vendors and, and companies that come there and personalities and influencers. And, um, it's just a really cool place to interact and, and get to know people. So yeah, check out Flagstaff, Arizona. It's beautiful. It's it's actually a, a lot bigger of a city than you think it is um, when you're in town there on the west end of town. It's, uh, you know, it seems like it's just a little resort town. And then you go to like the northeast end up, up by the Cinders, uh, which is another huge four by fouring area. Um, the, the town is massive. Uh, it's just the city has just grown so, so greatly. It's it's nuts. 
Um, but you know, if you go south of Flagstaff, you hit Oak Creek Canyon and Sedona and all that area. And that is just absolutely beautiful as well. So like I said, edge of the world or end of the world, uh, south of Flagstaff is something you need to check out. Um, look that up on Google and then Oak Creek Canyon. There's a really cool, it's an established campground, um, which I don't prefer, but this is a really, really beautiful campground. It's, it's, uh, Oak Creek campground, which is down below, um, edge of the world there. And, uh, you know, on the way down to Sedona from Flagstaff. And, um, I think it's off the 89A, if I remember, remember right, um, you take the 89A out of Flagstaff and uh, head south, and there's just some really cool vistas and things to see. So check that out. Flagstaff, Arizona, amazing. One of our favorites. Another place that I hold near and dear to my heart, and, um, you know, I kind of fight with telling you, you know, you guys about some of these places because, you know, I've, I've got quite a, a large audience on here now, and you know, I'm always just afraid of, of people going into these places and just destroying them or, you know, abusing them, um, trashing them, I guess I should say. And, you know, some of that you just can't get away from. And I know most of, I hope all of our listeners on here on the podcast are the type of conservationists that, you know, care about the, you know, the outdoors and nature and cleaning up after yourselves and preserving these area areas. Um, but you never know, but you know, I battle with that, but at the same time, I also want to provide these just beautiful places for you guys to experience as well and check out with your families and, um, you know, add to your bucket list because they are just incredible places to connect with the outdoors and, and it's just good for your soul. They're just, just beautiful, beautiful experiences. And, uh, I want you guys to have those too. So the next one is Grand Canyon West. I know a lot of you on here probably have been to the Grand Canyon, to the South Rim or the North Rim. Uh, the South Rim is the most popular area. Uh, we've done some podcasting about that. Um, but Grand Canyon West is uh, just probably one of my top five places that I've ever been. And the way that you get there is through Peach Springs, Arizona, which is west of the Grand Canyon South, uh, like the Grand Canyon South Rim area. Um, but Peach Springs, you can get there from the I-40 uh, through Seligman, um, or you can get there from the other end uh, on the old 66 from Kingman, Arizona. But Peach Springs is a, a Native American uh, town, and uh, I believe it is the Wallapai Indians, if I remember right. And they manage that area, the Grand Canyon West, Diamond Creek Campground, um, the bridge uh, or the skywalk that goes over the Grand Canyon and a few other things out there, um, Havasupi Falls, all that stuff. And you have to get a permit. So when you get into Peach Springs, if you're coming from the west, from Kingman, it will be on your left. There's a, a river rock type constructed building. And it is where you go in and it's like the office of Indian affairs or something. You go in there and you get a permit. It's, I think it's 15 bucks per person. And they allow you to drive this dirt road that goes down into the grand Canyon on the far West side of the Canyon. And you can drive all the way down to the Colorado river. And it is absolutely the most epic drive especially after a, a you know thunderstorm blows through or there's some weather, which can kind of get scary. Um, you got to be really careful um, because there's there's not 
uh, much room for error when there's storms blowing in, in, in through there because there's one way in, one way out. And uh, I have definitely had some people that um, have experienced some pretty gnarly uh, things down there and getting trapped down there when the road washes out and have had to get rescued. Um, just recently, um, a follower of ours, uh, Corey, she uh, went with a friend down there and they got uh, almost uh, trapped down there from some of the crazy uh, atmospheric rivers that we've had come through the state from California and stuff. And they got caught in some floodwaters and washed out some bridges and they had to um, go with some park rangers uh, up and out of the canyon a different way. I believe they got on some wild horses and made their way up to the canyon. And I'm going to have her on the podcast here really soon because I would love for her to tell the story to you guys about that experience because um, you know what? That's what it's all about. So um, the Grand Canyon West. So you get the, the permit in uh, Peach Springs there and you drive down the dirt road from town. It goes north out of town and drives you know drives you down through the canyon. And it's incredible. You, you're driving down through these cliffs and you get down to the almost to the bottom and you 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 get to drive through several creeks going across the road and along the road. And then there's Diamond Creek Campground, which is down at the bottom. And it's beautiful. It sits right on the Colorado River. Um, and you can actually drive right down onto the Colorado River beach and stuff. And, uh, you know, have a day trip down there and, and hang out or, or spend the night. Um, and it's just incredible hiking, incredible scenery. There's rafting and all sorts of stuff down there. And there's kind of a cool... Um, place right there is a beach that that kind of is a little cove that that kind of gets you out of the main current of the river that you can go uh, swim in and, and have some fun in it's super cool so definitely check out Grand Canyon West that is absolutely insane I will tell you guys that if there are you know any places in Arizona that I would highly recommend that is one of them uh, I I've never been to any place that's like that before and um, man, it was such a cool experience. So we went down there just for the day. We've been down there, uh, I think twice now. Um, and, uh, gosh, it's awesome. So check that out. Grand Canyon West, look it up. Number three on the list is Utah, Camas, Utah, um, out of Park City. One of the coolest places that I've ever been, uh, just east of Camas, you take this road up uh, from town up into Moosehorn Lake. And I had no idea. I've talked about this a little bit in our Utah uh, podcast, but I had no idea that there was actual moose in the state of Utah. I just never in a million years would think that there'd be moose walking around. And we came across a huge one while we were up there. And it's at like 11,500 or 500 feet, something like that. And we were driving around one day and came across a moose. And I was like, oh, my God. And then we came to the lake. It's called Moosehorn Lake. And there's uh, a reason for that, obviously. Such cool scenery up there. Beautiful, beautiful mountains. I mean, my God, one of the most amazing sunsets I think I've ever experienced in my life was up there looking across the valley from Moosehorn Lake north and my God, it was just breathtaking. All the colors, the the pinks, the purples, the reds, the oranges, all over these peaks in the summer was just incredible. And it just rained. Uh, Moosehorn Lake is probably one of the coolest trout fishing lakes I've ever been to. And I've never fished for trout uh, as an adult until I got to that lake. And 
I was lucky, lucky enough to run into a guy who was a total salt dog hunter, uh, fisherman, outdoorsman. And, um, you know, I'm a socialite. So I was like, Hey, you know, I'm going to go talk to this guy. I was watching him and observing him while I was out there fishing one day. There's hardly anybody on this lake, but you know, the a couple of us and I was watching him and man, he was just, you know, you could tell this guy was experienced. He was catching his fish and just filleting them right there on the beach and, you know, putting them away and his little ice chest and stuff. And, um, definitely seemed like one of those guys that knew what he was doing. So I walked up to him and I was like, Hey man, um, you know, do you, do you mind teaching me some stuff? I'm completely new to this and, uh, I can see that you know what you're doing and and I want to learn from you. And he said, absolutely. He was the coolest guy. I wish I could remember his name. I'm sure it's in our, uh, Utah podcast. Um, it's been a while now. It was last summer, but gosh, he was such a rad person, but Moosehorn Lake is such a beautiful, beautiful little lake up there. Alpine Lake. It's clear. You can see all the way to the bottom. And it's probably, I don't know, maybe six feet deep out at the, at the middle. Um, but most of it's like two or three feet deep and there's just trout everywhere. Tiger trout, rainbow trout, you name it. And it was really, really cool to be up there and camp right on that lake. There's dispersed camping all around there. You can camp at, um, some established campgrounds on the lakes and stuff, which is what we did. Um, we ended up leaving early cause there was just way too many people in there, uh, for the weekend, the weekday, it was awesome, but the weekend it was just oversaturated with people and just annoying. And we hate camping around people most of the time. So we, we left, um, but there is some really cool dispersed camping just down from Moosehorn Lake, um, in the Valley there. And, um, you know, on the way back to Camas and several other lakes that are just gorgeous. So very, very popular place on the weekends. I would not recommend going up to that area on the weekends. It sucks. We're dealing with all the idiots up there and just, you know, all the city is what I call them. Um, but on the weekdays, man, it was great. And, uh, some of the best fishing I have, I've ever done. So highly recommend Camas, Utah during the week. Um, if you're coming in from park city or you go to park city, Utah, which is just West of there, which is another beautiful mountain town. Uh, make sure you guys check out the peaks resort and really, really neat place. And there's, there's all sorts of hiking around there and hunting and, and you name it. Uh, and park city Actually, there is some trails that, that you can take, uh, from the resort that goes up to, uh, guardsman's pass and drops you into, um, some other ski resorts and stuff back there. And just that mountainscape and some of those trails back there are just super fun and incredible. So definitely, definitely recommend that. The next spot that I want to talk about is the Owens, Owens Valley and Owens river gorge. Uh, this will be up above Bishop, California on the way to Mammoth, um, or the way down South from Mammoth Lakes, California. One of the coolest places to, to see up in that area, in my opinion, is the Owens river gorge. You wouldn't even know it's there unless you drove into it, uh, on the way from Bishop to Mammoth, there's a little town called Tom's place. And right before Tom's place, there's some dirt roads that go off to the right. And if you guys are in this area and want to check this out, like I said, uh, I don't want to give away too much, but I will, um, you know, definitely take care of you. If you, if you get a hold of me, our, our email is andersonoverland at gmail.com, or you can, you can contact us at overland or Anderson overland, um, at, uh, on Instagram. So if you guys are interested in checking this out, let me know. But there's some dirt roads that go off the uh, Highway 395 and uh, to the east there. 
and the the dam that comes out of Crawley Lake uh, feeds the Owens River Gorge. And there's a, a great big slope um, that comes from Bishop and slopes up to the bench up there where Tom's place is and eventually Mammoth Lakes. And on that, that, that uh, incline, uh, the Owens River, you know, trucks through that area east of uh, 395. And you can drive right up to the edge of these cliffs and it drops off probably a good, I don't know, seven, 800 feet down into the Owens River um, that comes out of uh, Crawley Lake. And it is just absolutely beautiful. It's, it's so cool waking up. You can camp right on the cliffs and waking up and looking over this gorge is just absolutely breathtaking. The sunrises come from the other side, you know, the east side of the gorge. And, uh, man, the lighting and just, just the vibe up there is just second to none. Gosh, it's gorgeous. Um, so the Owens Valley uh, is is just a beautiful, beautiful area. I mean, it, it extends all the way down to like Independence and um, Keeler and all that area down where uh, Cerro Gordo um, mines are there on the east side of the valley. Um, the Owens Valley is just a just huge expanse of area, but the Owens River Gorge is on the north end of it uh, out of Crawley Lake. And um, if you go up to Crawley, you can cross the dam uh, on some of these dirt roads and go to the other side to the, uh, um, gosh, I think it's called the Tufa Columns on the east side of Crawley Lake. And that's a really, really neat thing to say uh, to see too. So Crawley Lakes are a beautiful lake when it's full, a lot of fishing and, uh, you know, boating and things on that lake. Um, but on the south side of the dam, you can actually drive down into the Owens River Gorge uh, from the dam, which is really neat too. And there's some great fishing down there. But um, one thing I would recommend, like I said, is to camp up above it and to get to those camping spots. I've got a couple that are um, little secrets um, and I might let them out. I don't know. Um, contact me and we'll see. But I'll definitely tell you how to get in the vicinity of that area. You can pick your own and make your own experiences. Uh, your own, um, camp camping spots, but yeah, Owens Valley, Owens river gorge. is just an incredible place to see. And like I said, there's tons and tons of fishing back there. Another really cool place to fish down on the river, um, out of that gorge there. So out of Crawley Lake, there's tons of trout and, and things back there too. So yeah, awesome, awesome place. And I don't know because of the winter and how gnarly this winter is, if some of those areas are going to be accessible through the summer, I just don't know. Um, but, uh, I might go scout some stuff myself and, and I could tell you, um, if it's something you're interested in. So we'll find out either way, whether we make it over there or we, uh, find out through other people that we know that are in the area, we'll definitely find out. So there's some really cool areas up, up, like I said, in the last, um, the last podcast, uh, June Lake and, and Tahoe and things and, and parts of Mammoth that I just don't know if they're going to be just oversaturated with water this year. It's just been nuts. I can't, I just can't believe how much snow is up there. I, I think Mammoth said something like, uh, Main Law just had something like 700 inches of snow and the top of Mammoth's had like something like 800. Just insane. I can't, I can't even believe the amount of moisture that we've had come into California. Um, it's just, it's just nuts. So, and it, it honestly doesn't seem like it's going to stop. It just keeps coming and coming. Um, we keep getting these atmospheric rivers. I mean, every shift, it seems like I drive 
to California to go to, uh, to work every shift. It seems like it's raining and we're supposed to get rain on Monday again. So, um, I, I, uh, I go to work tomorrow and, um, it's, it's nuts. So anyways, yeah. Owens river, Owens Valley, uh, Owens river gorge, just beautiful. So the last one on these last five of our top 10 is a special, special place to, to us. And that is somewhere that we lived for the last 20 years before we moved to Arizona three years ago. And that's Big Bear Lake. Big Bear Lake, California is just a gem. It's just amazing. I, I hate that they've made it into such a tourist trap, but it's, you know, it's inevitable. It's, it's a beautiful place. And I understand why everybody wants to go there. You know, it's a resort town. There's, there's three of the biggest ski resorts in Southern California, uh, snow summit, bear mountain and snow Valley, which was just taken over by big bear mountain resorts. Now they, they own all three of them and manage all three of the resorts. And, um, you know what? It's, it's a beautiful place. There is a ton of outdoor activities that you can do and adventuring and, you know, fishing and boating and hiking and four by fouring and motorcycle riding, camping, you name it. And, uh, Big Bear is, is just a special, special town. There, there are so many cool things to do there. The, the town itself is just a quaint little, you know, resort area with, um, just beautiful neighborhoods and beautiful scenery and a beautiful lake. This year, that is going to be insane because of the amount of rain and snow that they've had. I'm sure that lake's going to be almost overflowing this summer when everything melts off and fills that lake. It's been low uh, quite a bit for the last several years, but man, even Baldwin Lake, which is on the east end of town, I think is full right now. And uh, it's just crazy. So Big Bear Lake, there's some really cool places to see up there. Uh, I would say if you have never been to Big Bear, you definitely need to experience 2N10, which is a road that you can take out of fire road. You can take out of the west end of town from Mill Creek, um, or you can take it from Moon Ridge, which is where I used to live, uh, up, up, uh, above Bear Mountain Ski Resort. So you drive up like you're going to Bear Mountain Ski Resort and keep driving up Clubview Drive, which is the main road that goes up from uh, the zoo and everything up to Bear Mountain. And uh, you just keep keep on Club View and follow it all the way to the top. There's a little parking area up there. And uh, when the gates open, you can drive across 2N10. And you can take that all the way across the rim, across the Snow Summit and across the Mill Creek. Um, and if you want to, you can go down Radford Trail, um, which veers off to the left and takes you down the backside of Snow Summit and Bear Mountain down into Converse and Seven Oaks. Um, and then you eventually hit uh, Highway 38 back there. Um, but man, 2N10, that whole area, it's called Skyline Drive. Uh, man, the mountain biking back there, hiking, hunting, um, gosh, you name it. It is absolutely awesome. There's some really, really neat trails to hit uh, back there. Um, and I highly recommend that area. Another great great spot to hit in Big Bear is um, Butler Peak. There's a fire road that goes out of Fonskin, which is on the north shore of Big Bear Lake, up 3N14 to 2N13, I believe. And then you take 2N13 to 2N13Y. I'm, I'm trying to remember these roads. I think that's right. And uh, you go up to Butler Peak and there's there's a fire lookout up on this peak and it's a, a way up on this big, huge rock outcropping and you park at the bottom of it and hike up this little trail once you drive to the top of the peak up there. 
um, and you take this little switchback trail up to the rocks and where the fire lookout is. And there's usually a, a United States Forest um, volunteer host up there, a fire lookout, and they're up there pretty much 24-7. Um, sometimes the I, I think they come down at night, but uh, there's usually always somebody up there. And they'll give you a great, great um, tour of the area and and tell you all about, you know, the the valley below and all the peaks and and the fire danger and everything and what their job is up there to to look out for fires for us firefighters to to go up and put out. So um, Butler Peak is a really, really neat day trip. We always go up there and have a picnic at the bottom uh, of the, you know, the base of the, the lookout um, area and then hike up there and hang out and just have a great time and do a lot of hiking and, and, uh, a lot of pictures and things. You can pretty much see a 360 degree view from that lookout all the way out to Catalina Island off the coast of California. So very, very cool experience up there. I would highly recommend that. Another place to check out, there's actually a self-guided tour that you can take on the North end of town in the Holcomb Valley. Um, there's, uh, a, a huge hist- history in mining, placer mining and, and hard rock mining back there, um, in Holcomb Valley. And there's mines that you can walk into. There's placer mining that you can see and, and old, uh, um, relics of the old towns back there and hangman's tree and little, little lakes and, and ranches and hiking and, some of the gnarliest four by fouring I think I've ever done uh, is on the north end of Holcomb Valley, uh, John Bull Trail and uh, Gold Mountain and just all sorts of trails. You can take one from Big Pine Flats, which is north of Fonskin, out out towards uh, the north end of the valley, Holcomb Valley there, northwest end actually, and you can take a trail from there all the way to Lake Arrowhead. Or you can go another direction and take it all the way into Apple Valley in Victorville, which is on the north end of Big Bear in the high desert. Um, and some of the trails back there are just super fun. A lot of really cool places to see and stop off and hike and, you know, have lunch or, or whatever, take pictures and stuff. Um, really neat. And there's there's a couple spots that are pretty challenging, um, depending on which way you go for, for 4 by 4 So those of you guys that that like those trails, kind of like Cleghorn Trail or, or some of the more, you know, challenging like Gold Mountain Trail and Big Bear or John Bull. Um, there is uh, just a plethora of trails back there that you can experience if you would like to uh, be white knuckled. And for those of you guys that are into rock climbing, there's a ton of rock climbing in the north end of Holcomb Valley. That's like uh, the mecca for rock climbing. Um, there and Castle Rock, which is in Boulder Bay um, on the south western portion of Big Bear Lake um, as you're coming into town there on the 18 uh, Castle Rock Trailhead uh, takes you up to some really cool rock climbing up there too so Big Bear Lake is is amazing and if you guys are interested in, in any more information about Big Bear please contact me like I said Anderson Overland at Gmail or Anderson Overland on Instagram uh, east of town, there's a Raster Creek and uh, a trail that you can take all the way down into Pioneer Town and Yucca Valley, that area. And that's another really, really awesome place to go and explore uh, Cactus Flats and all that area there uh, east of Baldwin Lake, uh, southeast of Baldwin Lake. Really cool. So um, lots of stuff to see. Like I said, a lot of mining history, uh, Mount Doble. Uh, Lucky Baldwin Mine on the north um, northeast part of town up by Gold Mountain. Just really cool. So Gold Mountain is a really neat trail 
if you're driving a daily driver, I wouldn't recommend it because it'll, uh, it'll definitely take some parts off your vehicle. If you don't know what you're doing, uh, especially John bull trail, which is out in Holcomb Valley. Like I was mentioning those, those two trails, gold mountain and John bull are probably the, the gnarliest two of the gnarliest trails in big bear. And, uh, I would say that you definitely need to know what you're doing and have the right equipment to get through those trails. They are no joke. So, um, definitely use caution. That's my disclaimer with any of these trails up there and any of the trails that we tell you guys to go to, uh, definitely know what you're doing. Take the right equipment with you, take food, water, everything you need to, to survive. If you get stuck back there for any period of time. Um, but most areas in big bear now have cell service, which is nice. Um, and there are people in big bear that monitor, you know, GMRS and ham frequencies on a regular basis. So if you guys have the right communications, you should be good to go. Um, but always just, you know, just use caution and, and use the skills that you have and, and be prepared. So, yeah. So anyways, uh, Big Bear Lake, just beautiful. Like I said, there's towns all around Big Bear, Running Springs, Green Valley Lake, Lake Arrowhead, uh, south of Big Bear is Converse, like I was saying, Seven Oaks, um, Angeles Oaks, uh, you know, Forest Falls. There's there's just, you know, San Gorgonio Peak. There's just so many places to see. Um, Heart Bar Campground, South Fork on the backside of Big Bear, off, down uh, at the bottom of Radford Trail there. Beautiful. So definitely check that out. You can Google Big Bear Lake and, um, you know, just check out all the, uh, the stuff that it has to offer. So highly recommend that. And I would definitely say that that's a bucket list item. You should definitely check that one out. So I hope you guys have a great rest of the week. I have some more interviews scheduled and some really cool stuff coming. Um, I know it's kind of been a little bit of a lull here the last couple months, um, just cause of the winter and, and kind of the off season. But now that we're kicking into uh, spring and summer, it's going to be awesome. So a lot of, a lot more interviews coming, a lot more content, and we're going to keep hitting this hard. Really appreciate all of you guys and all the support. And, uh, you know, we've got some really great reviews and, uh, I've had, I think one, that was a little bit on the negative side, but you know what? I don't care. I, that's what I want. If you guys are, are able to get on and give us a review, that's, that's what I'm looking for. I want to make this the best that it can be. And I definitely take those opinions to heart and try and steer the the podcast into something that's enjoyable and something that you guys want to listen to and keep coming back for. So anyways, I love you guys. And I hope you have a, a wonderful day and I'm going to go to bed because it is uh, very early in the morning and I got to get up early. So Anyways, you guys take care and I'm out. Later. to go with like just full-blown redneck on these fish. This is like high-tech cane pole fishing right here. From the white sandy beaches to the crystal blue waters, enjoy the best fishing Panama City Beach has to offer during Chasing the Sun, Sundays at 9.30 a.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. Through the Blackwater bayous and in the dark Louisiana night, 
floats a duck camp, alive with the sounds of swamp pop and the smells of Cajun cooking. Mississippi Delta in Venice to the Cajun prairies of the Southwest. Me and the Duck Camp Dinners crew will be hunting and eating it all. This is Duck Camp Dinner. Join me, Chef Jean-Paul Bourgeois, and the whole crew every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.